Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And since the Titans have a bye week, there is no crossover Thursday, but we still have a lot to discuss. What I want to do to start today's show, go through the remaining Tennessee Titans schedule after they come out of the bye, talk about which games I think are wins, which games I think are losses, and if I'm right, where the Titans would be at the end of the season record-wise. Then we're going to get into more talk about what I would get right or maybe what I got wrong. We're going to do a little where Tyler was right, where Tyler was wrong. I'm going to go over the takes that I had either during the season or during the preseason that I've gotten correct or I've gotten very incorrect. So we're going to have a lot of fun there on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we have a lot to get into on this Thursday show. Like I said, we're going to go through the remaining Tennessee Titans schedule. I'm going to talk about what I think their overall record will be at the end of the year. Then we'll get into all of my takes throughout the year, what I got right and what I got wrong. Before we get into this Thursday show, though... Do want to let you guys know that the show is sponsored by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. Winner takes all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Want to thank you guys as well for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. I really appreciate it. Everybody sending me their Spotify wrapped screenshot showing, you know, the Locked On Titans podcast, not only your first listen, but your number one podcast on the app. I do appreciate that. Speaking of the Spotify app, you can find the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, including Spotify, of course. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you always know when my content goes live. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube right now. And check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, at Locked On Titans Pod on Facebook. But with all the housekeeping out of the way that we always start with, time to get into the Tennessee Titans schedule. Oh, wait, I'm scatterbrained, but do just want to throw out a little piece of news for you guys. Adrian Peterson, who was cut from the Titans last week, has signed with the Seattle Seahawks. So good to see the legend get some more work, but I have to question what the Seahawks are doing if they watched what Peterson did in Tennessee and then decided that that was the answer for them. Either way, hoping but nothing uh, nothing but the best for the legend Adrian Peterson up in Seattle. But let's get into the remaining Tennessee Titans schedule. So I'm just going to quickly go through it. Week 14, home against Jacksonville. Week 15, on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 16, Thursday night football at home two days before Christmas against the San Francisco 49ers. At home against Miami in Week 17 and Week 18 on the road against the Houston Texans. The Titans are very used to playing their last regular season game of the year in Houston. So for me, going through the games quickly. 
the Jacksonville game. Gotta be a win. There's no way that we can consider that a loss. Jacksonville is clearly the worst team in the NFL. The Texans are clearly a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are a, a lost ship out in the sea. They're terrible every single week. They got a lucky win over Buffalo. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But that's just nonsense. You've watched the Jaguars play the last few weeks. They are terrible. So the Titans can't lose that game. It's at home as well. They cannot lose that game. So a W for the Titans there. The next game, on the road at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, I know. I know that Pittsburgh's not that good this year. I also know that Ben Roethlisberger has been absolutely garbage. He's done. He's cooked. It's done. It's done for him. And I mean, in recent weeks, uh, the Steelers lost to the Chargers in, in a in a in a big game. It was 41-37. Last week they got crushed by the Bengals 41 to 10. Before that, they tied with the Detroit Lions, their only non-loss of the year. The Titans should absolutely beat this Pittsburgh Steelers team and you have to think at that time that Julio Jones is back. You also have to think at that time that David Long, Rashawn Evans, Tyre Tart, some of these guys start coming back as well. I mean, Julio will be eligible to be off IR. Bud Dupree could return in that game as well. So the Titans should be, should be a little bit healthier in that game. So yes, they should beat Pittsburgh. But as a man who's been a Titans fan for 22 years, the Titans never play well in Pittsburgh. I mean, it it just it's just not very often that that actually happens. So I think that the Titans do lose that game. I think that the Titans lose to Pittsburgh. I know I can hear the comments already. I can hear you guys jumping in in the YouTube comments. Let me know on Twitter. I get it. I get it. They should win that game. But I'm just not going to pick the Titans to go undefeated the rest of the way after the bye. I just can't do that. I just don't think they're good enough to to win five straight games in a row like that right now with all of the injuries. Because, I mean, A.J. Brown won't be back. I'm certain some of these IR guys won't come back immediately. So, all of that said, I think the Titans find a way to lose at Pittsburgh. Then they come home, like I said, a short week, Thursday night football against San Francisco. I think the Titans do find a way to win that game. Although, San Francisco has been playing much better football as of late. And I have that one, W slash L. I don't feel, that's the least confident I feel about any of my picks in these final five games is the San Francisco game, but the Titans need to find a way to win that at home on a short week against a West Coast team who has to come across the country. Then the Titans have Miami. Miami has been playing great football lately. That game is not what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. It will be tough. They capitalize on turnovers. The Titans have to be very careful, but again, You're hoping that A.J. Brown is finally back for that game. And the Titans, if the Titans have their normal complement of players, they'll be able to win that game. And finally, on the road at Houston, no excuses. The Titans have to get revenge and and beat the Texans. You can't lose both games to the Houston Texans in a year. So I'm giving the Titans a win in that. So I have them going 4-1 and in their final five games. That would give them a final record of 12-5. and That would win the division. And I do believe that that would end up giving them the third seed in the AFC. They would get a home playoff game, which is all you can really ask for considering all the injuries. So that's the remaining Titans schedule. That's how I see it going. 4-1, and one, which would lead them to 12-5, and five, which was my season prediction to start the year anyway. So we are on our way there, just not the way 
that we expected to go. But that's going to do it for my remaining season prediction. Now we're going to end into um, a fun segment that I had planned for a while. The bye week showed up. I'm excited to get into it where Tyler was right, where Tyler was wrong. And uh, I'm excited to go over all of my good and bad takes with you all. Before we get into that, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about our title sponsor, Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner takes all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation in fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better than what you'll normally see. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero. Head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Titans fans, let's continue this bi-week Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. As I told you guys at the beginning of the show, we are going to do a little where Tyler was right, where Tyler was wrong. I do want to give a shout out to one of the big influences in my life, at least from a sports talk standpoint, and that's Colin Cowherd. Now, I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Colin Cowherd, but that is the point. That is the point. Colin Cowherd is one of the best sports talk people in the history of the planet. Whether you like what he says or hate what he says, you feel something. And that's exactly what he is supposed to do. Not be right, not be wrong, be entertaining. And with that in mind, I like to keep that in the back of my head as well. You talk for 30 minutes every single day about sports, giving your takes, giving your opinions. You talk all day long on Twitter, giving your takes and opinions you're going to get some stuff wrong. It's just a reality here. So let's have a good time. We're going to go through some right and some wrong. I just got a random list, and we're just going to go through them alternating back and forth. So where I was right, Elijah Molden. I said before the season that I thought Elijah Molden had the opportunity to be the biggest impact rookie for the Titans this year. And whether it be just health-related or what have you, he has been. Elijah Molden has been the early down slot cornerback for the Titans. He's been their third or their sixth defensive back in their dime packages lately with Dan Crookshank out. He's been effective as a blitzer off the slot. He's a really solid tackler against run uh, in the run defense. So really impressed. By Elijah Moore, yeah, he's got to get better in one-on-one man coverage. He's he's got to get more adept and, and more intelligent about what he's looking at out on the field. But Moulton's one of the smartest rookies you're going to find, and I have no doubt in my mind that he will continue to get even better for the Titans. So I was right on Elijah Moulton. Love to see that. 
I was wrong on Dylan Radins. I thought that he would end up being the starting right tackle for this team. Not only is he not the starting right tackle, the guy can't even get on the field. He can't even get on the game day roster. That is an utter disappointment for a second-round offensive tackle, especially when you consider a third-round offensive tackle like Spencer Brown has been playing for the Bills all year long and playing pretty well. That is a big mistake for the Titans drafting Dylan Radins, and I was wrong on that one. However, I was right about Danico Autry. I called Danico Autry the best free agent signing that the Titans had, even after all of the signings were made. I, I immediately pinpoint Danico Autry and said for $7 million, that is a good signing. I was a little hesitant about Bud Dupree. I was I don't know about that. But Danico Autry, I was fully in the whole time, and it has paid off. Danico Autry has been very, very solid. A thing I was wrong about, though, Dane Crookshank. At the beginning of the season, coming from the preseason and training camp, I was out on Crookshank. I was thinking there's a chance he might even be, you know, cut from the roster. If the Titans want to go with some other safeties, they had a ton of safety health issues in training camp. And I thought it was possible with all the injuries uh, injuries that Dan Crookshank has sustained throughout his career that the Titans may just cut bait and, and look to have guys who they can count on to be healthy. I was wrong. I was wrong. Dan Crookshank has turned into an incredible chess piece and a great weapon and a matchup nightmare for the Titans defense. Putting him on tight ends, six foot one, 210, 220. He's got the physicality and the athleticism to play that role in dime packages for the Titans. He's been incredibly impressive. Now he's on IR. Chance he could come back for this Jaguars game, maybe after that for the Steelers game. All I know is if the Titans want to win a Super Bowl, they need Dan Crookshank out there as their dime package linebacker to match up one on one against tight ends. And I was wrong about his ability to be a valuable piece on defense. Where I was right, though, is not signing Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. I did not want to re sign them, not because they're terrible players or anything like that, but the money. The money did not make sense at all. And when you start to look at what those guys have done this year, we'll start with Corey Davis. Corey Davis has been injured pretty much the entire season for the Jets. He's played in only eight games. Uh, he's got 32 catches for 477 yards and four touchdowns for $12.5 million? Going to need a little bit more than that. And I know that Julio Jones has been hurt all year, but I would still rather have Julio Jones right now than have signed Corey Davis to that type of contract and that type of money. And same thing with, with Jonu Smith. I mean, Patriots fans, I know Jonu had a pretty good game against the Titans last week because, you know, whatever. But uh, Patriots fans are getting frustrated with Jonu Smith. I mean, Jonu Smith only has 25 catches. 259 yards and one touchdown. He's the third highest paid tight end in the NFL. 12 and a half mil for that? Not a chance, man. And I know that the Titans need a tight end, and that's an area of weakness right now for them, but I don't want to solve that problem with 12 million and a half dollars for Jonu Smith. I never wanted to do that with him and Corey, and I'm glad that the Titans didn't. So, Right on that. Where I was super wrong, though, Logan Woodside. I mean, I still think Logan Woodside's a terrible player, and if he ever gets out there to play real snaps, the Titans are screwed. But I thought that they would take Matt Barkley. I thought they would take Deshaun Kaiser. I wanted Trevor Simeon last year. And I just continue to be wrong. They like Logan Woodside. 
they're going to keep keeping him on the roster as long as they can. Uh, before I get into the other ones, though, uh, do just want to tell you guys about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Uh, BetOnline has you covered for all the props, odds, and lines that you would need for the football season as they continue the march towards the playoffs. BetOnline is the number one spot to bet all your sports action this holiday season. Head to their website right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. But it's not just football. They have pro and college basketball. They have NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, going over all of the takes throughout the year that I've gotten either right or I have gotten wrong. Before we continue the list, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for that second listen, Make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Take all the advice they give you on the Locked on Bets podcast and then go over to betonline.ag to make your wagers. The Locked on Bets podcast is presented by betonline.ag. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network and you can find them wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check out Locked on on bets, but continuing where Tyler was right and where Tyler was wrong, my small homage to one of my favorite uh, sports talk guys in the industry, Colin Cowherd. I'm going to start with the coordinators. Now, this is still up for debate, I know, and a lot of you guys won't agree, but I was right about Todd Downing. He's fine. He's diversifying the offense. He's evolving the offense. And with all the injuries, I think the Titans' offense has been just fine. When the Titans were healthy, the Titans were number six in scoring in the NFL. They were top 10 in red zone percentage in the NFL. He doesn't have Derrick Henry, the engine of the entire offense. He doesn't have Julio Jones or A.J. Brown. This offense is built on big plays. Derrick Henry's the most explosive running back in the NFL. He's going to take it to the house at will. A.J. Brown can take it to the house at will. Without the explosive elements of the offense using practice squad players, what do you think the offense is going to do, even if it's well-coordinated? Todd Downing is fine, and I'm going to keep pushing that narrative. I'm going to keep saying that all year long. Todd Downing is fine until he proves me wrong, but I've liked his game plans for the most part and what he's done with this offense. But on the flip side... I was wrong about Shane Bowen. Mike Vrabel clouded everything, and I thought that, you know, Shane Bowen had a lot of control last year. Why would we expect anything different? But it's obvious. It is obvious that Shane Bowen did not have the control that he has this year, last season. So I was wrong about Shane Bowen. He's been excellent. He's been good. He's called good games. And, um, you know, even when the Titans don't play their best, the defense is so much improved, you can't help but give Shane Bowen a lot of credit for that. Moving forward, I was right about the wide receiver group. I was pushing the narrative hard before the trade for Julio Jones. That this Titans wide receiver group wasn't that great. Worst in the league, maybe. They get Julio, that's great. But I was never a big believer in Marcus Johnson. Never a big believer in Chester Rogers. Never a big believer in Nick Westbrook-Akina. And I was maybe more wrong on Westbrook-Akina than anything else. But betting on Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers, two guys who have been, you know, journeymen for their entire career to actually be contributors in a serious way, 
I think that was mistaken. I wanted the Titans to go out and get a pass catcher earlier in the draft. They didn't do that. And because of that, the Titans are in a terrible spot now. Now, maybe the injuries, whoever was on the team was going to get hurt. But either way, I was right about the wide receiver group being super overrated in training camp and preseason. Um, A wide receiver I was wrong about, Josh Reynolds. I thought Josh Reynolds was really going to be a contributor for the Titans, and clearly that didn't work out. Um, A thing I was right about, Des Fitzpatrick, not that good. And even if Des Fitzpatrick turns out to be okay, he was completely overdrafted. I mean, Dane Brugler, uh, pro football focus, neither of their draft guides had uh, Des even ranked to be drafted. And the Titans traded multiple picks and traded up in the fourth round to draft him. There's no way... No matter what Dez does this year, basically, there's no way that you could say that was a smart decision to make. Now, a big one I got wrong, and I still get some heat on Twitter for this one. It's a tad misconstrued, but I'll take heat for it anyway. I put out a tweet in, I think, May, just asking, just saying, would the Titans consider cutting Kevin Byard as a post-June 1st designated cut? For $15 million after the play we got from Bayard last year, I couldn't justify that price tag. Even throwing out that idea, I didn't say they should do it. I just threw out the idea. And even in a tweet underneath that where people started getting mad at me, I said, I didn't say they should do that. I'm just looking at options to save some money here. I shouldn't even have looked at that option. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, continuing to go forward. Um... Let's look here. Oh, the cornerback cuts. I put out a, a, a tweet before Adoree and Malcolm got cut saying the Titans should cut them both. Neither of them are worth the money, and they could save a lot of money, like $20 million, by cutting them both. And people called me crazy. They called me crazy. You know that one website, all of those people, the bubble, if I say something a little spicy, they all get my mention. No, no, the Titans would never do that. You're wrong. You're dumb. They did the same thing with John and Corey, too. And look who turned out to be right. Me. Okay? So whenever the echo chamber and the homers get in my uh, comments and all try to gang up on me, that's when I usually know I probably got something right. Um, also want to say I was wrong about Anthony Ferkser. I really thought that he could make an impact for the Titans. He could really step up and kind of uh, fill the void of Jonu Smith in a way, and I was wrong. Ferkser's been an utter disappointment, one of the most disappointing players on the team this year. And next week, we're going to do a little, um, you know, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments so far this season, and I would expect Ferkser to be on the disappointing list. Uh, Naquan Jones. I was hyping Naquan Jones in the preseason. I said as an undrafted free agent, he should make this roster as a backup to Tyre Tart. Not only did he make get on the roster, he's played very well in that role for the Titans. So Naquan Jones, shout out. And he always likes my tweets and retweets him and stuff when I give him some credit. So shout out Naquan, the homie. Um, let's continue going down the list here. I have a long list for you guys. Uh, I was wrong about Chris Jackson. I mean, he was the worst cornerback in the NFL last year, but uh, he's been awesome. He's been great. So good for him. He's hurt right now. He's on IR. I know he had a couple of bad weeks as he was dealing with that foot injury, but overall, Chris Jackson's been very much improved, and and I I have to take a wrong. I have to take an L on that because I was wrong about what his contributions uh, could be. Uh, Also, 
Golden Tate. I asked for Golden Tate all offseason. It's about time he got in the building. I'd rather have Golden Tate out there than Chester Rogers anyway. So Golden Tate is a Titan. I knew it. I called it. I wanted it. And there we go. Um, I was wrong about that Rams game. The sit everyone tweet. I know you guys know about it. I was wrong. That was dumb. Good thing they didn't. They needed that win desperately. But, you know, been a ton of injuries since then. So, but I can't prove that I was right on that. So whatever, we'll move on. I'll take the loss. I'll take the wrong on that one. Um, I was wrong on Adrian Peterson. I thought he was going to get it together eventually. He did not. Now he's on Seattle. I still don't think he's going to get it together. Um, I was right about Matthias Farley, the safety, special teams. I really wanted him on this team. I thought he was going to be a good contributor. He was hurt in the training camp at preseason time. I thought he might get cut, but he made the team, and I think he's been solid in his role for the Titans on special teams. Uh, I was wrong on Darrington Evans. I thought Darrington Evans could make a super impact. I think there's a better chance that Darrington Evans is not even on the team next year than there is of him actually making an impact for the Titans. I was right on Jeffrey Simmons. I said he was going to take another leap to become one of the top three interior defensive linemen in the league. He has done that. Uh, I was wrong on Brian Hill, the running back that was with the team early in training camp and in the preseason. I thought that he would be able to replace Jeremy McNichols. He definitely should not have replaced Jeremy McNichols. He definitely did not. So I was wrong on that. Uh, and then finally, uh, I was right though on, so I was wrong about Brian Hill being able to trade or uh, you know take over for Jeremy McNichols. But I was right that Jeremy McNichols is not that good. And the Titans would love to replace him with anybody. Look at Dontrell Hilliard out there. You're telling me that Jeremy McNichols is better than Dontrell Hilliard? No, he isn't. And the Titans drafted Darrington Evans in the third round because they wanted to replace Jeremy McNichols. They invested a top three-round pick in a running back because they wanted to replace Jeremy McNichols. McNichols is not that good, okay? He's just someone the Titans know and can count on. But look at Hilliard. Hilliard had some good moments in pass protection the last few weeks. He clearly is a much more explosive runner. He's got much more speed, can help on kick return. I was right about Jeremy McNichols. He needs to be replaced. Hopefully, Dontrell Hilliard can stick. And then the last thing I was wrong about was the tight end group. I said earlier I was wrong about Ferkser, and that ties into this. I thought that the Titans' tight end group was good enough to get them through, but I don't think they are. I think the Titans... Now, they shouldn't have given Jonu that money, so I'm not saying re-signing Jonu Smith was the right move, but I thought this tight end group would be okay, and they have not. Swain was awful early in the season. Pruitt's made some good plays as a third utility tight end, but he dropped that pass in the end zone last week. He should have caught it. He tried to body catch it rather than high-pointing it with the triangle. That's what you get, though. That's what you get. And Ferkser is just an utter disappointment, as I discussed before. So that's the last thing that I was wrong about. So whenever people say that I'm arrogant or I never admit that I'm wrong or I never think that, that's such crap, man. I'm on the, if you listen to the podcast every day, I say when I'm wrong all the time. And here is an entire 20 minute segment of me saying, hey, I got this wrong. Hey, I got this wrong. So just keep that in mind when the haters get to hate. But either way, that's going to do it for me today. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow for a week ending podcast on Friday with the bye week ahead. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.